This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. If you want to hunt ducks, you have to be able to hide. So how can you do that for cheap? All that and more on this episode. Welcome to another episode of the New Hunter's Guide, the podcast and YouTube channel, helping new hunters get started and bringing new insights to all hunters. I'm your host, George Kanitas, and I am just a regular hunter who just so happens to have a PhD and a low tolerance for marketing hype, trying to help people sort through the clutter and find out what really works. And today we're talking about hunting blinds and hiding. All right, is an indispensable part of waterfowl hunting. You've got to be able to hide. You got to blend in. If you want to have ducks decoy and land within shooting range of you, you can't just stand there or just sit at water's edge in a chair. You've got to be hidden. And today, the industry has created so many options of what you can buy and set up and build and drag into the field to hide you. And you can spend tons of money on getting your hide set up just right, just perfect, in order to drop lots of ducks and geese, for that matter. But here's the thing. Those things work. All right, you can buy these A-frame blinds. You can buy ground blinds. You can buy layout blinds. You can buy half a dozen mainstream types of waterfowl blinds, and I'm sure there are many more variations of those and other designs made for the similar purpose. You're so many different things you can buy, and most of them work. Well, which ones work the best? That's not what we're here to talk about. Because the bottom line, guys, is you don't need to buy anything, at least nothing significant, in order to set up a great hide. Yeah, it can be very nice to take an A-frame blind out, build it up, brush it out, and then hunt out of that. 
course, that's going to cost you four, five, six hundred dollars. They're going to try to sell you synthetic brush or even just real brush. They will, they will try to sell you real hay or real reeds or real dry grass or whatever to put on your blind that you bought. And, you know, the cost of these things just climbs and climbs and climbs. And like I said, it all works. Okay. It all does the job, but you don't need to spend this kind of money, right? There are some very inexpensive things you can do in order to build a good hide on the cheap. All right. So number one, what ought to be the most obvious is build your own blind on site when you get there. Now you might say, well, George, I'm not a carpenter. I don't want to drag a saw and nails and a screw gun and all this. And it was, no, no, get that out of your brain. Commercialism has put that into your head. Too many YouTube videos has put that into your head. That is not the way you do it. You get there. You find the ideal place to set up, hopefully somewhere that already has some brush around, right? That's the best option. There's already brush there. Uh, and then you can just sort of to, to graft your way into it. But if not, all right, you build a blind. Well, how do you do that? Well, there's a couple different ways. Number one question is what's around you? If you got a lot of driftwood there, you can start piling up driftwood. You can make a little triangle, just a little right angle, something like that. Just pile stuff up, basically building a corner. Um, if you've got more people, then, then that'll fit. You can just make like a little half arc or a little half box, right? Two corners right in front of you. You pile this stuff up until you get it to be where it's ideally just while you're sitting down, it comes up to about head level. Or rather yet, you, you pile it up as high as makes practical sense with the time and material you have available. And then you start layering brush and vegetation over it. You don't need to build a solid wall of wood. You just need to throw enough there to have a scaffold or a base or something that you can lean the natural brush upon. So when I say natural brush, what am I talking about? Vegetation weeds, dead grass, anything that's growing in that area in abundance, just grab it. Anything that's dead, dried out, or whatever's there, just pull it up. I'm not, I don't mean trees and stuff. I mean weeds and grass, things that are going to die every winter, and they're going to be gone and washed away and dissolved and deteriorate into nothing by springtime, and then new ones grow. All right, whatever you can find, just start grabbing it and throwing it on top. You can layer it. You can stack it. You can do whatever. The ideal goal is that when you're sitting down, the brush comes up to about your head. All right. You, you, you don't want to really even be able to see your decoys on the water or you want to just be able to see your decoys. And then when the ducks fly in, you stand up and shoot them. Now, a lot of people, they build their blinds so that they can shoot while sitting down. All right, that's, that's not ideal. It's okay, but it's not ideal. And it's not ideal for two main reasons. Number one reason is shooting position. 
almost everybody shoots better from a standing position because that's how you've learned to shoot. That's how you've developed proper eye alignment. That's how you've developed proper shooting position and form. It doesn't matter with a rifle and a scope or, or a multi-point sight system, but with a shotgun, your aiming point is based upon your body position. If your body position changes, your aiming position changes. Now, if you're using a scope or a red dot, you can get around that. But if you're hunting with a regular shotgun with a front bead, then this is going to cause problems. You're going to miss more shots because of that than you realize. So ideally, you're going to stand to shoot. The other reason is, if you can shoot sitting down, you're probably not brushed in enough. All right, you probably don't have enough cover. You're too visible from the air or from the front as far as the ducks are concerned. You need to be more concealed. You need to have more cover. You need to not obviously be a person sitting there. All right, so you want to, to build it so that you've got to stand to shoot. Um, it's, just, it's just better for shooting position and it's better for cover. Now, like, uh, you know, everybody occasionally is probably going to take shots sitting down. It could happen. It's not a bad thing doesn't make you a bad hunter, doesn't mean you're going to miss every shot, you're not breaking any laws or anything, at least none I'm aware of, but you're generally going to do better in terms of concealment and hit percentage if you stand, but you do you. You're going to build this blind out of whatever natural stuff is there. How long does this take, George? Well, I don't know, 20 minutes, 30 minutes? Maybe more if you have more people, but if you have more people, you have more hands. If you have more hands, you can do it faster. So generally, when I go out with somebody, and if there's two of us, as soon as we get there, one person starts working on the decoys, one person starts working on the blind. And once the person working on the decoys is done, they come and help on the blind until they're finished up. All right, if I go out by myself, well, then I'm going to go more actually probably with strategy number two. And strategy number two here is to augment existing cover. All right, I'm going to try to find some cover that I can just sit down in and I don't need to build anything or I don't need to do much. All right, I will, maybe there's not quite enough cover while well, sit down in the cover and then I will grab whatever I can or need to grab in order to try and improve that situation, improve that spot. Maybe I've got great cover from my left and my front, but I need to go and, and cut some weeds and come and layer them in on my right in order to give me cover on that side. If I'm going by myself, I'm usually going for the least labor-intensive option because I've got to set out the decoys. I've got to get my waders on. I've got to get the calls and everything. i got to get my spot set up. I've got to do everything. It's all me and only me. And I don't want to invest a lot of time in also building the blind. So I'm going to try to find any cover or concealment that I can and then just use that or, or augment it. Sometimes I'll just sit in tall grass. I'll just sit in reeds. I would just go and find, uh, you know, there's all sorts of big leafy stuff that grows next to water, depending on where you are. All right, I'll try to use that. There's times I've just sat in a big, thick bush of it. And honestly, it'd been the best cover I've ever had. Right, You could see nothing from, from afar. 
Now, the problem was I couldn't see real great either. If I stood up or, or, or stepped forward to shoot, I could see. But you got challenges. So you got to balance, you know, concealment and uh, your, your own personal shooting lanes and visibility for what you need to hunt because you do still need that, right? You can't shoot the birds you can't see. You don't know if they're there if you can't see them. So you got to manage that also. But that's the number two option is find something that's already there and then blend yourself into it. Number three option is to bring some lightweight stuff in that you can use as a scaffold. So a couple years ago, well, well, that's not maybe not a best way to say it. From time to time, I have deer blinds that die. They all die. I use pop-up blinds. They only last so long. So when they die, I salvage those big, long, flexible rods that are, you know, the, the framework that make them up. And, you know, they're probably three, four feet long. Maybe some are a little bit longer. They weigh very little. They're very small and they're very strong. So I'll bring a handful of those. I'll keep them in my trunk. They just fit in my trunk and I'll throw them in the sled and then I'll grab some camo mesh. All right, I like you can go to Walmart or pretty much anywhere and you can get like a 12 foot long, four foot high, just strip of camo mesh for like, I don't know, somewhere between five and $12. Depends on the day and the place and the sale and what's going on. And so what I'll do is I will take those little fiberglass or carbon fiber poles or whatever they're made out of, I don't even know. And I'll just stick them in the ground around me to make like an arc or a box or a corner or something and I will stretch that camo mesh around those poles and now that's not my blind that is the infrastructure for the blind and then I will take grass and brush and and whatever and lean it up against that in order to brush it in and also get some more altitude because it's never high enough when you do that um, I just can't get it high enough. But you know, if I sit down, it's probably at chest level. I need it to be more at head level. But I, that makes a great scaffold to lean grass and weeds and whatever, weave it through the camo mesh. And it's a great way to hold that stuff up. But it weighs nothing. It costs very little. And you can drag it in super easy. If you're, if you're backpacking in, you could just strap those sticks to your backpack now you could jam that mesh into your backpack or or even bungee it to the back of your backpack you could just wrap some bungees around it and clip it on like i said the mesh is not for for my cover per se the mesh is for to hold up all the vegetation and stuff i'm going to lean against it or weave through it and so when you do that now you're like well george i don't have an old deer blind what will i do old tents old deer blinds, all kinds of stuff like that. You can salvage these little things. Now, people have deer blinds that die all the time. What do they do? They throw them away. So just ask people. Just say, hey, do you have, hey, let me know. Hey, next time, you know, post about it on on, on your Facebook page. Be like, hey, does anybody have something like this? People just pitch them. They've got no use for them. Usually they'll gladly give it to you. Maybe you on you know Facebook Marketplace or somebody you could find somebody in your area hook you up for five bucks, you know give you a couple if you come pick them up, whatever the case. 
but you don't have to use those. You just, anything that you come across that is salvageable. Those are convenient because they're thin, they're black, they're light. Uh, but you could get some dowel rods. You could probably go to the hardware store and come up with something for a couple dollars. Maybe you got to paint it black, but whatever. You know, maybe you've got uh, an old, some old broom handles. You can just paint black and take them out and jam them into the ground, and they give you a little bit more altitude. You know, those old like people have those old, you know, aluminum handle brooms that are super cheap. You get them at the dollar store. or... You know, you get it like Ollie's or Big Lots for three bucks. Just these cheap brooms, and they only last a little while before the heads break off of them. And then you got this useless, thin aluminum garbage broom handle. Well, what do you do with that? Everybody just throws them away, but that's perfect for this. Spray paint it black. Just get you the cheapest spray paint money can buy. Spray paint it black. And then... Get yourself a few of those, and boom, you're 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 set. You're ready to go. You've spent very little money compared to your eight hundred dollar uh, super high end brand A frame blind. Which, hey guys, spoiler alert, you've got to brush it in anyway. You drag it into the woods, you build it, you set it up. It doesn't take three minutes. All right, it takes a little bit of effort to build one of those once you drag it out there. And then you got to get real grass and brush and brush it in. Unless you like attach it all to the blind and leave it brushed in. But then where are you putting this giant monstrosity of a thing? And how are you getting it in and out there with all this stuff on it? Now, even the people that affix grass and things permanently to it, well, permanently, semi-permanently, they still have to add more once you get out there. So you're not saving all that much time, if any, using one of these expensive blinds. Yeah, it gives you sort of a preset space, height, altitude, makes it a little bit easier. Um, it's more convenient. But the downside is it's big, it's clunky. You got to drag it out there. You got to build it in the dark. Then you got to brush it in. It's not all gravy. For a long time, I wanted one. And then I realized how much goes into setting one up. And I'm like, oh, the way I was doing it was better. It was easier. It took less time and, and arguably equal effectiveness. Now, if you're in a place where you're hunting fields and you can leave one set up, well, all right, maybe you should buy or build something like that. That may not necessarily be a bad call. And it's never a bad thing to get or use. It's just, do you have the money? And if you're, especially if you're new to waterfowl hunting, chances are you don't have a whole ton of money right now because there are so many things to buy. You know, if you're going to drop, you know, 500 bucks on an A-frame blind, well, you could spend that on waders. You could spend that on a shotgun. You could spend that on a coat, on pants, on bibs, on boots, on gloves, on headgear, on calls, on special ammo, on all kinds of stuff that where you can go out and just build your own blind for free. Now, people say, well, George, I don't want to waste all that time and energy just building a blind every single time I go into the woods. Yet, you're going to do it anyway. There, Unless you build a blind permanently out of wood, brush it in at the beginning of the season, leave your decoys in it because you've got 100 acres with you know big water on it and you curate the land and and you plant the crops and then you flood it in the fall unless you've got one of these dream setups 
you're setting up or building a blind every time you walk into the woods. You are managing cover. You're managing your hide every single time. It may take you 10 extra minutes to build something from scratch versus an A-frame at the end of the day once you've you've you figured it all out, but then you're carrying less into the woods. If you're like me, oftentimes we're dragging stuff far into the woods to get to water because we don't live in a fantasy land duck hunting area. All right, it, it is not it is not super user friendly. There are not that many ducks. You gotta work for it. And dragging some of these big things out there, trying to get a, a, a layout blind where we do most of our hunting is like hardship. I mean, that's a lot. Of, and then you get to get the decoys and everything else out there. There's no backing into our hunting spot with a truck and unloading the equipment and moving the truck. I, I don't. I wish I could hunt in a place like that. If you do, I'm jealous. I wish I was you. But most people aren't there, especially new hunters. So you're going to be building something every time you go out. And to build something versus buy something, it's not a versus. Because even if you buy it, you're still building it every time. All right? It's still happening. One of the things I used to use was uh, basically one of those camo mesh walls. And I think they're really more for turkey hunting. But it's a bunch of sticks or stakes strung together with a little wall of camo or camo mesh. And you could stretch it out, and then they're maybe, whatever, 8, 10 feet long. And then some of them even raise. They've got adjustments so they can go up and down to give you another foot or two. And uh, I started using those, but they just weren't enough. And so when I developed the, the technique of using the, the, the tent pole, blind pole, broom pole, uh, with mesh strung between it, that was a much more robust version of that same concept. Now, you can buy those walls for like $30, dollars $50 $50 most of the time from various brands and companies, Amazon, Cabela's, wherever. And they work okay. They're a start, um, if, especially if you're hunting by yourself. The more people you add, they just they don't scale. It's, it's hard to get the, the scale that you need. But it's a start, but it's actually more expensive to get that than to buy the mesh and some sticks and poles and do it yourself most of the time. But again, it all depends on where you hunt and what your situation is like. You know, there are times I've walked out and said, hey, this would be a good place to hunt, except it is 100% bare in every direction. There is no cover. There is no grass. There are no weeds. There is nowhere to find or build or set up any cover. And then I'm like, well, actually, okay, maybe it's not a good place to hunt. Yeah, there may be, uh, you know, I can see real far and the water situation may be good, but there's not really any cover. However, spoiler alert, usually those kind of places, the ducks don't love to be there either because there's not much cover. They don't have much safety or security. Oftentimes, the thicker it is, the more likely they're going to want to hang out in that area. Now, of course, you're trying to lure birds in from the sky, passing by, migrating, whatever, you, what have you. And uh, you can, you've got more options and flexibility to do that. But cover is king. If you don't have cover, you really can't hunt there. Now, if you want to go super cheap, you're hunting by yourself. Something that, that you can easily do is just go sit down against a tree 
lean up against the tree and just get one of those camo mesh things that I told you about from Walmart and just cover yourself with that camo mesh and then throw it aside when the ducks are coming in and stand up and shoot. Now, that's not super convenient though. You got to be a little bit spry to do it and, and, and jump up in a hurry like that. Or, or you could get like a turkey chair. Sit on a turkey chair, throw that over you. When they're flying by, throw it off and then just shoot from a sitting position. But George, you said at the beginning you don't want to shoot sitting down. You are correct. It is usually better to shoot standing up. But there are times where that's just not practical. And so if you're in a situation where you can't have a traditional blind, you can't be sitting on a stool or a chair or something that enables you to stand up easily and conveniently without pulling muscles or, or, or spinning or flipping around or what have you, you got to be able to react quickly. So if you can just cast, in the, and I've heard people even just say, use a burlap sap if, sack if that's all you have, right? Go to go somewhere and just get an old beat up burlap sack, tear it up a little bit, make it nice and dirty, and just put that over top of you and cast it aside when the ducks fly by. Now, if you're sitting in a turkey chair, and you've got a burlap sack or some mesh on top of you, and you can just throw that to the side, it's going to be real hard to stand up. All right, turkey chairs were not meant to stand up quickly. They keep you about three inches off the ground. The goal is to be as low as possible to the ground without physically touching the ground in order to keep your profile low for turkey hunting on the ground. They were not made for wing shooting to, to get birds out of the air. However, if you're sitting in one of those or you're just sitting on, with your, your rear end on the ground or on a cushion with your back up against a log or a tree, it's probably going to be better for you to shoot from that sitting position than to try to spring up to your feet and, and, and just do like a, a jump squat off of the ground while holding a loaded shotgun uh, it's probably better and safer when i say safer i mean in terms of shooting firearms as well as in terms of not pulling muscles it's probably going to be safer for you to just throw your cover aside and just lift that gun and shoot than it is to stand up in those circumstances but george isn't that gonna to mess up your shooting position and cause you to miss more birds well yeah it is but the, what's the alternative? Not get any shots, right? If you're trying to spring to your feet from a seated position, cast aside your cover, and you're on the ground, by the time you get up, you probably, it's too late. Because you're, you're going to have to look away from the birds, first of all, to manage your position to stand up. You're going to lose eye contact. You're going to have to find your footing. You have to get your gun in the place. You have to find the birds. You can literally just blow every opportunity trying to do that. So if you got to sit on the ground or in a turkey chair or something real low profile like that, then shoot from that position. Uh, if at all possible, if you're going to hunt like that with any regularity, practice shooting from that position. Go trap shooting with your turkey chair. Go trap shooting and sit down and, and have them throw some birds and, and try, to, try to nail some of them. Get some practice shooting like that. It is unorthodox. It is unconventional. People are going to look at you weird. So what? 
you know, if you can, if, if you maybe shoot 40% accurate, take home 40% of the birds you shoot at standing, which would be a pretty good percentage for newer hunters, and you sitting down drops that average to 20%, but then you go and train and practice shooting sitting down and you can bump it up to 30%, well, hey, that's well worth it. Now you're getting 30% of the birds that you shoot at from that sitting position versus 0% of the birds because that's the only way you're going to be able to hunt a certain area. And you just have to manage your opportunities, your situations, and your locations um, because that's all you have, right? If you don't have an ideal situation, if you don't have a fantasy land set up, if you don't have a built-in blind, if you don't even have enough cover where you can sit in a stool and build a blind around you to where you can easily pop to your feet and shoot, well, you just got to take it as it comes. You got to do whatever you can do. All right. You just, you got to figure it out. And so if the only way you can get decent cover is to sit on the ground or in a turkey chair, do it. And then practice shooting from the ground. Like I said, it's not ideal, but here's the thing. If you don't have good cover, you're not going to have any shots. All right. So if the only way you can get good cover is to sit on the ground and put yourself in an awkward shooting position, you're still going to get more birds than if you don't have any cover. All right. You can, it's just, you, it, you're just managing different factors, different pros, different cons, and better to shoot and to hunt in a position or to be able to hunt a location with good cover or bake your own cover than to not because you're like, why well, refuse to do anything other than, uh, you know, standing and shooting. So whenever possible, build your scenario so you can stand to shoot. But when not possible, improvise, right? That's all this thing is. Now, Another related note is jump hunting. You don't usually have cover when you're jump hunting, right? You're moving, you're walking, but you need to be using the cover that's there, that's in the woods. So I like to jump hunt most in the early season. The earlier, the better. The, the more cover that's still in the woods, the better, because that makes it easier for me to sneak around. Now, it also makes it easier for ducks to hide. So it's harder to see and shoot the ducks. However, that also usually means there's more ducks around because there's more hiding places. So I see that as a pro, even though it's a little bit of a con. But the bigger thing is, if I don't have enough cover to sneak around, it doesn't matter. Nothing else matters because I'm just going to be spotted and busted and the birds are going to fly away. So I need to have cover and use it to my advantage sometimes covers the edge of a hill. Sometimes it's the bank of the water. Sometimes it's a mound of dirt. And you keep that, that cover, that feature between you and the birds until you're within range. And then you can break that plane of sight and try to get a shot. So there's lots of different scenarios. Now, when it comes to hiding, you also need to mention camo. All right, being camouflaged for duck hunting is very important. Now, that doesn't, that doesn't mean you have to go and necessarily buy camo patterned everything. doesn't hurt. But you need to be covered. You need to have your outline broken up. 
You need to not be easily or quickly recognized. All right, so concealing your face goes a long way. Using a face mask. You know, your clothes don't have to all be camo, but you need to be covered. You know, if you got dark browns and you got blacks and you got things that don't shine in the sun, um, if you have some camo, great. You don't have to have all camo, but it can help. At the same time, all the camo in the world will not do the job if ducks plainly and clearly spot you and see you moving. All right, it's all over. So you got to walk slow. You got to move quietly. You got to do everything you can do to not alert them. You need to use habitat. You need to use cover. You need to use the wind. Very important to use the wind when at all possible. Sometimes when I'm jump hunting and I get close to where ducks are or where I think they are, I won't move until the wind blows. I will wait for little gusts of wind because then everything in the woods moves and it makes noise. And I'll wait for those opportune moments to take footsteps because the wind conceals your movement. It also conceals some of your sound. And so I will try to be very slow, very quiet, very careful, use the wind, anything I can to my advantage or to cover my disadvantages. Now, the next thing you guys should do is head to my website, newhuntersguide.com. Check out the show notes for this episode, all the other episodes about duck hunting. Check out the YouTube channel. We've got a lot of different duck hunting episodes, reviews, field tests, things like that. We'd love to hear from you guys. Questions, comments, ideas for future episodes, things that have worked out, pictures of ducks you've taken. Just head to the website, newhuntersguide.com. Reach me through the contact form. I respond to every single message that comes in. Or reach out to me on YouTube or on Facebook. Would love to hear from you guys. Would love to, to get your input and your feedback and your questions and everything else. Also, if you're still here, please head to iTunes. Leave a five-star review with comments. The number one way to grow the show. Thank you guys so much for listening. I really appreciate you. Till next time, God bless you and go get them in the world.